Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, episode 74. I'm your host, Coop, and we've got some people here to talk some Reds baseball with you now that we've got a schedule and we may or may not see some baseball eventually. First, we've got the Woo coming back. Woo, how are you? Pretty good. All the uh, podcast rankings that came out and figured I need to come back here and my work wasn't done, so glad. Yes, we'll talk back. We'll talk about that later, but uh, the Hunt for Reds October is apparently the eighth favorite Reds podcast. Sons of bitches, we need to get higher than that. Uh, we also have Corey on. Corey, how are you? What's happening, Coop? Not a whole lot. How's things? Oh, you know, it's just uh, I'm excited to have the idea of baseball to talk about. And that might be all we have, but at least we have that. We also have coming back on the podcast for the first time in probably about a year is Jimmy. Jimmy, how are you tonight? Doing good. Don't think I'm going to help your podcast ranking, so. Probably not. But no. thanks anyway. <laughs> hey, no problem. I'll do what I can. We also have the sponsor of the podcast coming back. Callie, how are you tonight? Doing all right. How are you doing? Oh, just hanging in uh, my COVID quarantine. I feel that. I'm also probably not going to really contribute to those rankings, but I appreciated those rankings and was flattered. You know eight, what? Eight, huh? That's not bad. Why don't, why don't we start with that before we get into the Reds? Because that's really what's most important. So, um, this blog, is, I guess it's a blog, called Feedspot, ranked the Cincinnati Reds podcasts that are out there. Uh, number one was uh, the Reds, uh, hot li- the Hot Stove League that they put on podcasts, which that's not really a podcast, but whatever. Uh, okay, that's that's like official, so all right. I can see that being number one. Is this really a podcast? God damn it. This is really a podcast. <laughs> I pay for it. Yeah. It's really a podcast. We, we have listeners. We have tens of listeners. The Jim Day podcast is number two. Jim Day. No comment. Locked on Reds podcast is three. That is, that's Jeff Carr's podcast. And he, he does it every day. So shout out to Jeff. God, God bless him. Shout out to Jeff. Red Leg Nation is number four. Shout out to Chad and Doug when he's on and the other people that are on there, but shout out to Chad. The Reds Beat Podcast is number five, which is John Fay and Bob, Bobby Nightingale, and if you ever listen to that, oh, God, that's boring. The Reds Alert Podcast with Stephen Offenbaker is number six. Steve's been on here. I've been on his. All good. Shout out to Steve. Uh, WARP in Cincinnati, that's the C. Trent Rosencrans and Paul Diener Jr. Podcast. That one's actually pretty good. And then the one that's ranked way too low, which is the Hunt for Reds October podcast. But it should be at least three or uh, higher. But listen, guess what's number nine? You gotta, you gotta go to number nine. Number nine is behind the mic with Tom Brenneman. We are better than Tom Brenneman. (laughs) Fuck you, Tom. Number. Think of a lot of things that I I could get behind before Tom could get behind it. Just saying. 
That's what she said. Uh, number Sutton. number ten is the Red Reporter podcast. Shout to Wick. Uh, number eleven is the Reds fan podcast, hosted by Jordan Biddle. Not actually heard that one, but uh, okay. Uh, the new Nasty Boys podcast is number twelve, hosted by Bill Devore and Lee Kimbrell. Number 13 is the Three Old Reds Fans podcast, hosted by Jeff Gilbert, Tom Sizer, and Kim... I can't pronounce your last name. Number 14 is Reds Line. I've never heard of that one. And that's where it stops. That's the top 15 podcast. Can can you imagine how many there would be if the Reds are actually good? I mean, well, I've, good. here's the thing, Lou. Shout out to Polly. I think that our podcast is so good that they don't even have to rank 15 because once you get past eight, it doesn't really matter. Or this podcast started and everyone's like, hey, if Coop can do it, anyone can do a podcast. I mean, it's true because I mean, I put so much effort into this. Actually, I, I do. They just want me to give them $73 a year. That's right. That's how much a sponsorship costs. $73. Uh, how far can Tom fall down the list if the Reds get good? How far can Tom fall down a set of stairs? I think Tom is going to continue to tumble. And that's just my own personal... Tom. I don't, Tom I don't vote for the, the Reds media member that says something dumb about COVID not being real or something like that and gets pulled. Oh. <laughs> I'm waiting on that to be Tom. Oh, it, it would if there's if there's one that's going to do it, it's going to be Tom, maybe Jeff Brantley, but probably Tom. But you know what? The two of them would probably put their heads together and think that they're coming up with something really fucking groundbreaking and phenomenal, and then bam, there it is. COVID's not real. But then Marty gets it. Well, <laughs> shout out to Marty. I'm just telling you. Shout out. Shout out um, to Marty. Shout out to Wet Granny Sluts. Wet Glenn Green Sluts. I was trying to think of his fucking hashtag. That's it. See. <laughs> Go ahead, Jimmy. No, no, no. I just... I when you said Wet Green Sluts, I about lost it. I was trying to mute, and I kept hitting the wrong spot. <laughs> That's what she That's said. That's what she said. That's what the Hello. Wet Granny Slut said. And this is why we're number eight. So anyway, let's get, let's get into some baseball. So July 1st came and went, and... Team started to report to what they're calling summer camp, what I call uh, spring training to Tokyo Drift. And let's just pretend for just a minute that baseball is going to happen, that this flare-up in COVID-19 isn't real, just for a minute, and then we'll get into the reality. So the, the teams have up to 60 players that they can have training during the summer camp. And the Reds have split it up between JBP and uh, that place up in Mason that name I can't think of right now. Games are going to start. I think it was uh, Prasco. Prasco, yeah. Games are going to start at the end of this month, and there's going to be 60 games. DH in the National League, just for this year, for now. So let's just pretend that baseball is going to happen. Woo. Give me a prediction based on the Reds' schedule, which is going to be NL Central and AL Central teams. Only, give me a give me a record prediction if baseball happens. Oh Jesus! Well, I mean, was it uh, Mike Petrelio earlier today pointed out on Twitter there uh, the Reds have the 
easiest schedule um, based upon the opponent's schedule from, from last year. So some good news for a small sample size season. Um, for a record, I have no, I mean, I don't, they're probably going to be, uh, it's, it's saying a full season, they're probably going to be, if things went right well, a mid 80 wins team, maybe 90 if things got hot. It's only 60 games. Um, yeah, I know. Um, shit. Uh, 33 wins, something like that. So you're, th- you're going mean, to go with 33 and 27? Yeah, something like 35. I'll say 35. I'm gonna go 35, 35 and 25? 35. It's not going to happen, but 35. Let's be Co- positive. Let's be positive. Corey, give me a, a prediction of Reds wins in hypothetical 2020 season. Yeah. If you just told me 60 before, I would have said about 35, but seeing the schedule, they got a kind of weak schedule, and then the stupid rival thing where the Pirates' already terrible rival is the Tigers, but they're actually closer to Cleveland, so they're playing the Indians more, so the Reds get six games with the Tigers. So I think they can go like 37 now, I did see that uh, there is a little bit of an unbalance between home and road. So, for example, the Reds and Cardinals play 10 times, but seven of those are in St. Louis and three in Cincinnati, whereas the Cubs, seven of the Cubs games are in Cincinnati and three are in Cleveland. Do you think that would have any effect? What? Yeah, it seems like, you know, it's it's hard to say. It's, you know, we can look at the schedule, we can look at the other teams, and we can you know, you can think you know what a team is, but over 60 games, I mean, that's, you know, anything could happen. So, you know, a team that would have a good first half and then flame out in another year, you know, somebody could go like 40 and 20 this year, something ridiculous, and it can be somebody out of nowhere. So it's hard to really predict this season. Jimmy, go game by game and give us – which games they win? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give me a uh, a prediction on the Reds' record this year. I'll, I'll be positive and say 37 or 38. I mean, there was something else that was out that I think they're the third least miles traveled on all of their games of, of all of the major league teams. So I mean, that that's got to help a little bit, right? The uh, there was a tweet that uh, came out where somebody mapped that and the west i think the western teams have the longest travel oh, and they then, get screwed and then there's the eastern teams have a lot of travel but a lot of the central teams are pretty close in proximity and you're right that with playing the unbalanced within the nl central uh, the the farthest they're going to go is what milwaukee and st louis yeah i mean you could leave pitchers at home or i mean delay the travel for some of that you would think i don't know i mean they will go to minnesota but that's just kind of and they'll go to kansas city but those are kind of one-offs right. and detroit but detroit's not any farther than milwaukee or st louis so yeah so i'll be positive say 38 i got you 38 and 22 then is what you're saying yeah i can do math Callie, give me a prediction they're gonna win 36 games and i had no idea that jimmy had an accent I just didn't know. <laughs> Jimmy's cool, feeling the love. 36 games. Is what 36 and win. 24 is what you're saying. Okay. 36 and 24 is what they're going to win. Gotcha. 36. Well, I got to go different than what everybody else said. Um, I'm going to say 39 and 21. 
I think. There's, giving them the benefit. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little positive here because it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. It doesn't matter. But uh, the extra games with Detroit, who are terrible, and the fact that there's talk of the Reds maybe even going to a four-man rotation because of days off. Your top four of Castillo, Gray, Bauer, and DiSclefani, with Wade Miley maybe getting a spot start here and there. I mean, that, that's going to go up against anybody in NL Central in terms of rotation. And with the AL Central, I mean, Cleveland's rotation is not bad, but Detroit's rotation obviously isn't very good, and Minnesota's rotation is okay. That's more of their lineup than anything else. And I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be positive. 39 wins. The last, the last five years, um, this, the best 60-game stretch for the Reds was a 35 and 25. That, that was the highest point. Now, this is the best team. Yes, in five that was, years, obviously. That was a lot of loose um, and Castellanos. Yeah. In 2018, the best stretch was 35 and 25. So just a point of reference there. And, and it, it, there's a lot more pressure this season because it's all small sample size. It's all now you got to win now. You come out. There's no stumbling out of the gate. It's, your season's over. So it's it's some pressure baseball for, for certain. Not a you know 35, 20, 35 and 25 stretch in the middle of a sub 500 year. You know right. Jimmy, go ahead. I was gonna say, wouldn't it help the Reds? I mean, with if you go with that four man rotation, I mean, you've lost your one out pitchers coming in, your boogies or anything like that. I mean, you've got Wade Miley can basically be a second second starter if something goes wrong and pitch three or four innings. And yeah, yeah. they have a lot of flexibility. I mean, between with Miley and and, and Wade Miley, I mean uh, Tyler Miley and Wade Miley, you got and, and then what Bowers talked about. Yeah, Bowers talked about going on. Four days pitching less. There's all kinds of things. Being and then ho- you got Jose De Leon too, who could yeah. do the piggyback starts if you if you want to go that what go that route. But anyway, now let's get back to reality. The reality is that COVID nineteen has spiked again. One because nobody will wear masks, and two because people are dumb. But anyway, a lot of players have opted out. Nick Markakis opted out today. Freddie Freeman tested positive, so that's. Two Braves bats that are going to be down. You have a bunch of other guys who are on the fence about whether they're going to play this year, including Mike Trout. And that's if we even get to the end of July without everything shutting down. So I'm going to ask everybody for their odds that the 2020 season actually happens. And I'm going to go first, since I want to. I'm going to say a 30% chance that the there's baseball this year. A 30% chance, not only of baseball, but the NBA and the NHL. Because if you just turn on Sports Center or the news or look up athletes in COVID-19, a lot of teams are having a significant amount of players either testing positive or, in the case of the Angels, the testers just don't show up to give them the tests. Or teams wait three or four days for test results. And so they can't practice. So let's start with you, Corey. Percent chance that there is baseball in 2020? I think we're going to get baseball in some form. I don't think they're going to play 60 games. I don't think there's any chance that they play a full 
half season even. So they get started and then have to shut down kind of thing. Yeah, I think they I think that'll get like they'll push it back and then they'll try to make it happen and they'll get like a week and then that'll be it. Sounds promising. <laughs> Callie. Percent chance that baseball is played in 2020 knowing all of the issues with testing and all that. A full season? Zero. Not happening. It's just not going to happen. Uh, there's too many too many what-ifs up in the air. There's too many teams that are not going to be getting their test results in a timely manner. I'm told that they're not being provided with the supplies that they already were promised. I just don't see it happening. It seems like a giant disaster already and it's it is july what is it like the fifth sixth Sixth. or something we're we're into july i don't i'm pretty sure if there was going to be a real baseball season this would have happened a couple months ago we would have already had all this in play it would have already been a real plan and there is still in my eyes no real plan no concrete way to go about all this and include all the teams i just don't think it's going to happen you might see some games they're not going to be they're not going to matter it's not going to be the entire major league baseball playing these games it's going to be a lost season unfortunately uh i feel like my entire livelihood balances on them playing games and hopefully winning and i just don't see a single way that they could possibly pull it off and it be safe i just i just don't see it happening it's not happening it seems like that the negotiations between the players association and Major League Baseball went straight to money instead of figuring out this whole testing thing because like you said you got teams waiting days for test results they're they're doing more tests in the meantime and these players are practicing and they don't even have the first set of test results or you have like what happened with the Angels where they were supposed to have tests over the weekend and the testers never showed up and it's like it's like baseball didn't have a solid plan going in on what to do, one, with getting test results back in a timely manner, and two, what happens when you have positive tests. Jimmy, percent chance that baseball is played in 2020. I'm going to give it a, a 25% chance, but I'm going to kind of piggyback on what you said. The testing has been a clusterfuck, to say the least. I mean, you've got – there's – tests that people get results back in 30 minutes there's some that take two weeks i mean major league baseball had plenty of time to at least get some type of consistent testing where everybody's on the same same timetable same schedule but of course manford fucked it up so here we go they're shipping them all to lab in utah why can't uh local labs be used i mean there's there's labs in Cincinnati. There's, I mean, every major city has hospital organizations yeah. that are doing these lab tests. Why can't they do them local? It makes too much sense. True. I mean, all those uh, baseball teams out in Salt Lake City or wherever it is. Yep. That's uh, <laughs> really good plans there. Yeah, salt. A lot of salt out there. And shout out to Utah. Woo! <laughs> Give me your percent chance of baseball in 2020. And what do we do from here? I think you're looking at a 100% chance. Um, the reason being is that the the owners had a plan, and it's about money, pure money. You saw Manfred the other day saying, hey, it's always going to be 60 games. They decided they knew there wasn't going to be fans a long time ago. They saw tests going down. They figured, 
we don't really have to worry about that. But the, everything was around money, right? They want any kind of season they can crap out so they can have a postseason because that's where the dollars are at for the league. And I think they are going to do whatever. Like, they're going to say there's 60 game series, seasons of being 35. They're going to be like, okay, that's what it is. We're going to move on to the postseason. We have a contract. You know, we got to put baseball out there. I think you're going to see a lot of that. I, and it just gets back to, in my opinion, I love baseball, I love watching baseball, but this season's just illegitimate as, as all get out. And you're going to see crazy things, in my opinion, just so we can have a postseason, just so the owners can hit that pool of money. And I mean, Ohio baseball for high school, you have a 27 regular season games as a max you can play. The baseball season's barely double that. Um, you know, you look at statistics on the postseason. And, you know, baseball postseasons are coin flips. And somebody did some study and showing that if you really wanted to have like a really high probability of a, two teams to go head to head, the best team advancing, you'd have to have a best of 75 series the entire season. You know, that's why baseball seasons as long as it is, because it's the entire season is realistically a playoff to see who gets the chance to win the World Series. Um, these player pools, the 60 player roster, how they're isolating two teams. What what if COVID comes through and hits a team hard, takes out like a, a third or half the MLB team? I can see baseball saying, well, you got that spare team over there, your alternate site. They're now your baseball team. Get them out there. Put them on the field. Like yeah. They, yeah, I could see them doing that in a heartbeat because it's about just keeping the games going so they can get to the postseason. I think they're going to do their damnedest to get there. I, I, might, I might be wrong, but every step of the way, the owners, you know, they could uh, – they. The players, at the end of the day, agree to the contract is agreed to three months earlier. And the owners just drew it all out till they get to the number, exact number they wanted from the start. And it's just, it's all about money. And that's what it'll continue to be about. So, I think 100%. Yeah, I mean... It's going to get ugly, it's going to get stupid, and there's going to be a lot of people making correct moral judgments of what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? But I will be really surprised, you know, if they don't if it's 45 games 32 games whatever it is they're just going to have it and they're gonna be like okay let's let's move on to let's move on to the postseason now well it was sean doolittle of the nationals who said that sports are a byproduct of a functioning society and right now i mean i hate to say it we're not functioning very well right now i mean we have people who think wearing a mask actually hurts hurts you for some reason instead of protecting you from the virus Look, nobody wants to wear a mask, but you have to do it if you want to have normalcy right now. Look, it sucks. I think everybody agrees it sucks, but what would you rather do? Wear a mask and have some of the things that you have in a normal society or don't wear a mask and have everything shut down again? Think about it. There's examples out there. You look at other countries and what they've been able to do and bring some sports back in some capacity, so it's, it's not undoable. Um, if everybody would wear a mask starting today, you would see these numbers drop in two weeks. But nobody's going to do that. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the news and see things like in Putin Bay or that Fire Ireland video where people were just acting like nothing's wrong. I'm sorry, folks. If you don't wear a mask... If if half the if half the population doesn't wear a mask, and it's more than that, because believe me, every time I go to the store, I'm the only idiot wearing a mask. If half the population isn't going to wear a mask, it's not going to go away until there's a vaccine. Period. Vaccines at least another year away. Is that what you all want? I mean, seriously, Jimmy, well, jump you, in here. You've got the pre 
predisposed notion of the people that don't want to wear masks are already talking that they're not going to let the government stick a needle in their arm. So you're going to have the same problem again in six months or a year whenever the, the vaccine comes out. It's, it, it's just some ignorant horseshit that could have been stopped if, don't mean to get political, but if you had Donald Trump just say, hey, wear a mask. But, you know. Why, and that's the, that's the thing. Why did it become political? It's the smart thing to do. Wear a mask. If everybody had worn a mask starting in March, we would probably be where South Korea is right now. Just hey, hey, it, hey! Stick, stick to sports. Come on. Okay, all right. <laughs> You're right. You'll get me going. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's stick to some sports. Callie, do you agree? Do I agree about about what the mask? Sticking. Yeah, sports, I agree yeah. that if you'd wear a goddamn mask, then maybe we could be somewhere. But no, apparently in this country, it's been wildly politicized and. If you wear a mask, you're nothing but a dirty communist. So, because I'm a dirty commie. I'm a commie. Gotta wear a mask. Gotta do it. Speaking of masks and your sponsorship, uh, if you want to come into your sponsor's store, you gotta wear a mask. Just saying. We're trying to deflate this whole thing, not inflate it. Wear a mask, guys. It ain't gonna kill you. Wear a mask in to the sponsor's store. And to every store. Yes. Show some respect. Show a dick some respect. Corey, your thoughts? I concur. Thank you. Why don't we <laughs> why don't we move on to some listener questions here? Uh, this ended up being about a week ago. <laughs> I sent out the uh, little bat signal to everyone to ask their questions using the hashtag Spring Training 2 Tokyo Drift. So Kyle Kapler has the first question, and he asks... Hashtag Spring Training 2 Tokyo Drift. Go-to snack and drink choice while watching the Reds from home. The correct answer is bush light and salted peanuts. Um, I mean, I'm not going to preach about your beverage choice other than IPAs are terrible. Um, so if you drink alcohol, drink alcohol. I like uh, I like cashews better than the salted peanuts, but I do like salted peanuts. And, you know, if you want to drink wine, drink wine. You want to drink... Bourbon, drink bourbon. You want to drink beer, just don't drink an IPA. Woo, your thoughts? Uh, Cheez-Its are my go-to couch snack. So eat Cheez-Its. Not a sponsor of the podcast, but maybe someday. Shout out to Cheez-Its. Corey? I am a big uh, chips and salsa guy. The drink can change, but chips and salsa, that's my, uh, that's my couch watching the Reds on mute. All set to go. Yes, yes, you have to, yeah, mute because of, but uh, do you like the chunky salsa or do you like the, like the smoother kind of salsa? You know, I'm not real picky. I, uh, I like to vary the salsas, um, but either, you know, all, all salsas are good salsas. I just can't see the onions. If there's, if, if I see onions, I'm not going to eat it. But if it's like all ground up in there and I can't see the onions, I'll, I'll have at it. As long as it's not guacamole because I don't eat avocados. Callie. Snack. You're wrong about avocados, man. They're uh, delicious. They look like baby poop. Well, there's a lot of delicious food, weirdly. Uh, no, I love salsa. Any kind. I don't, I don't care. Chunky, smooth, don't care. It's all great. So you like you like the, you like the chips and salsa, too? Yeah. Chips and salsa is delicious. Gotcha. What is not to like about chips and salsa? The chips onion, and salsa yeah. with guacamole is even better if I can... You know, be picky here, but no, try not to be picky. No, fuck guacamole. 
Jimmy. I like a little bit of spice to it. I don't. I don't want it to be some like bland salsa that just tastes like you know watery ass tomatoes. Got to have a little. Oh, guy has some spice kick. to it. A little jalapeno, a little. Mm-hmm. I don't know, hot sauce, whatever you got going on, but something more than just tomato juice. Oh, I agree there. Got to have the kick, Jimmy. Your go-to ju- drink and snack. I, We're watching a game. I'm all about some some chips and salsa, queso, buffalo dip. Um, Oh, the on. buffalo chicken dip! Oh, I will tear oh, that man. up. I made some for Fourth of July. And I decided to put some bacon in it too. Oh, snap! Blue cheese crumbles on top. It was fantastic. Well, you had me till the blue cheese. Ah, <laughs> all right. But no, the buffalo chicken dip—that is guacamole is gross. Exactly. Yeah, buffalo guacamole is gross. Uh, as far as a drink goes, I mean, I. I am very cost conscious and very, very happy to drink a uh, six pack of a uh, tall boy uh, natter days. So I haven't had any natter days yet this summer because, you know, I kind of been quarantined and I'm drinking a Modelo right now. I've been on a Mexican, oh, nice. been on a Mexican beer kick. Modelo and Dos Equis and Tecate, you know, I, I'm not, nice. yeah, I mean, it, I'm all like cultured and shit now. Hey, there you go. What about Michelob Ultra? I don't got nothing against Mick Ultra, but it's not my go-to. I'm not a beer snob. That was my, my go-to oh. most of today when I went swimming at my parents' house. It was great. Delicious. Very refreshing. I could drink like, I don't know, 30, 40 of them. I'm just kidding. But I could drink a bunch <laughs> of them during a ball game. It reminds me of baseball. It's great stuff. It's like a Wade Boggs. <laughs> Wade Boggs, yeah. Hundred Was it a hundred and... Was it 104 beers? Is that the Wade Bugs on the plane story? Something like that. Anyway. It's something like that. <laughs> Ode to the Reds 2020 World Series asks, hashtag spring training to Tokyo Drift. If you were going to get a dog for free, what breed would you want it to be, and what would you name it? Uh, let's start with uh, Callie. If you got a free dog, breed and name. If I got a free dog? Yep. Yeah, that's actually tough. I love doggies. I would get an Australian Shepherd. Nice. And I would call it Paul O'Neill. P A W. No, like Paul. Yeah. P A W O'Neill. Gotcha. It's my dog name. And if anybody steals that name, it's on. That is my dog name. You may not have it. Unless you ask me first and maybe like pay me rights, but Paul O'Neill is on me. Corey. Free dog breed and what would you oh. name it? A free dog, I have to be responsible for another life. Come on, don't you know better than that, Cope? <laughs> well, this is pretend. Uh, it's like it's like if there's going to be a season. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's more likely than there being a baseball season. Um, I would I would get another husky. I had a husky a few years ago, um, and I would go with Larry Larry Barkin as my dog's name. Nice. Woo. <laughs> that is so good. I love that. So much. Larry Barkin's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Shit. Um, a dog that doesn't shed, and I have no name because I'm just no. I love dogs, but I'd just be excited to have a dog. So it could be whatever. Name could be Poopsicle or Poopsicle. Uh, that sounds yeah. good. There we go. Jimmy, I'm gonna call the SPCA on you because you do not <laughs> respect your dog enough. Clearly, my God. Uh, I'll say dog names are tough. I don't have to get one. You can't call it Poopsicle. What's wrong with you? No, no, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. We've moved on. voices apart. Jimmy, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know about what kind of dog. We've got a doodle thing and a little dog mutt that's dumber than a box of rocks, but I'd probably go with the doodle thing again, but probably one that uh, doesn't shed. This one was supposed to not shed, and it lets off more hair than our golden retriever did, so... <laughs> I don't know. All that stuff bullshit anyway. So any dog that would lay around on the couch all day, that's, I what, that's what I'm going for. I am definitely a hound dog person. I've had three basset hounds. So I'd either want a basset hound or a bloodhound. And as for the name, it would depend on the gender. Uh, but I would probably go with, like, they have the big baggy jaws, so maybe Glenn Bags instead of Braggs. I don't know. It's not it's not very creative, but still. So Bill at OBC2, he has some questions, and as usual, he didn't use the hashtag. Which guest host orders fine steak most correctly pertaining to temperature? Woo, how do you get your steak? I don't eat steak, so. Woo is vegetarian. I am not a vegetarian. I know, I'm just kidding. I'm not a big <laughs> steak person. I'm not sure I have a fish or just a burger, so. I got you. Sorry. No. So his temperature but My is, answer would be, the correct answer is branch. Branch would be the one, too. Yeah, branch. Yeah. He was going to be on tonight, but uh, they had some handsome, handsome issues come up. Uh, Corey, how do you get your steak? Uh, steak is medium rare. All right. Jimmy? I go medium rare, too, but I've got in-laws that go well done oh. and ask for A1, so... I've got to just shake my head at the at the waiter for some place and just say I'm sorry, mouth it out, and just let it go. See, here's the thing with A1. Shout out to Paulie again. If it's a crappy steak, A1 it up. But if you get a nice like New York strip or something, or a nice ribeye, the flavor is in the meat, not in the A1. So just if you get if you get it right and you cook it right, you don't need any of that shit. Callie, what is your steak preference? Uh, if it's a good steak, I prefer it rare to medium rare, and anything above that is a little too much. But if it's not a like good steak, as you're saying, like if it's just like you know you're eating a steak somewhere that's like you know mediocre, I don't see anything wrong with a one. I think it's kind of good. But on like a decent steak, medium rare is about the highest you need to be going because you're right, the flavor is in the meat. I actually like mine medium, just because. For some reason, I just don't want my steak bleeding. I mean, it's still pink, but it's just not bleeding red at medium. But well done, though. You might as well just eat a hockey puck. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not downplaying A1. Oh, no. I mean, if if you go out to like... A1 is good sauce. If you go out to Kroger and buy like the cheapest steak they have and you go throw it on your grill, you got no problem eating A1 with it. You go out and buy a $30 steak, I mean... I'm just saying. I'm you know what A1 is good on is uh, hard-boiled eggs. Give it a shot. Next time you're eating a hard-boiled egg, put some A1, A1 on there. It's just delicious. I mean, I don't eat hard-boiled eggs, but I'll take your word for it. It is absolutely delicious. It's good on baked potatoes and now, obviously the, burgers and stuff like the, that. Yeah, the baked potatoes and burgers, yes. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Corey, your thoughts? Um, I'm not a big A1 guy, but 
both of those things sound like they would. The, 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 I'm intrigued by the hard-boiled eggs and A1 combo, but not intrigued enough that I'm going to actually try, try it, it. <laughs> but I'll think about it next time I see either of those things. Bill also asked, uh, saw some players that are opting out of playing. Do you think those players will go to the grocery stores or restaurants? I mean, you can answer that if you want. Uh, <laughs> they probably will, as long as they're wearing a mask. That's all I ask. Hunt for Kevin Outhouse, Out Althouse, our biggest fan. Hashtag spring training to Tokyo Drift. Biggest hog on the Reds. Now, we've, we've discussed this in the past. Who's got the biggest dick on the Reds? And I'm, I still am going with Amir Garrett just because. I mean, he took on the whole Pirates team, and I'm just saying. He's probably got the biggest hog. Callie, biggest hog on the Reds. Not that you would know. Not that I would know, but I actually tend to agree with you. I think it might be Amir. I think Amir might be packing. Uh, the the fact that he went after the entire team during that fight, and then also just the the heat he has been spitting ever since all this shit came out about the virus, and the fact that he's supposed to be playing baseball, but you know, there's obviously a couple other things going on, including a massive civil rights movement, and the fact that he is unwilling to be quiet about it. I I respect that. I respect that he is just not not shutting up. I think that takes a set, if you will. So, I think Amir. Shout out to Amir. And I'm going to try to get him on the podcast when he's not quite so busy. I mean, right now, with summer camp, I haven't asked him. But he seemed open to it a couple weeks ago. So, we'll, we'll try to get him on. Jimmy. Hog talk with Jimmy. I, 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 I can't go wrong with Amir Garrett. I mean, we, we facing the whole Pirates team. I mean, good for him going after everything that this like I guess civil rights time, everything on Twitter. I mean, I'm glad he doesn't doesn't feel like the need to keep quiet. And I'm glad it doesn't look like the Reds have told him to keep quiet because that that's the thing that gets scary is when the owner or manager or something starts talking stupid and then just it, it never looks good. So yeah, you end up driving around a car that says Trump 2020 on it. Am I right? Until, until you get, what, put in the wall or whatever happened? Shout out to Corey LaJoy. Uh, speaking of Corey's, Corey, biggest hog in the Reds. Yeah, I mean, just, it, it, Amir seems like the easy choice. And more interesting question would be who was second. But I don't really want to think about it all that much. So let's just go with Amir. Let's just go, yeah. We don't, I agree with that. Woo. I mean, he's 6'6", <laughs> six, six, so just proportionally speaking... You yeah. see, that's where he's already uh, the biggest dude on the team. Right, he's he's already, he's already got long parts on his body. He probably has other long parts. Is all I'm saying. Woo, uh, Gapper. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Self-explanatory. And smallest hog goes to Trevor Bauer. All right, our next question comes from Jesse Byrne, our friend from Australia. He can be on tonight, but uh, we'll have him back on again soon. He has hashtag Spring Training Two Tokyo Drift. Uh, apologies for bringing any bad juju, but if the Reds struggle this season, how detrimental do you think it will be for the fan base who have struggled through for so long to finally have things to be excited for only to be shot down? Cheers and cheers. Personally, if there's no baseball season in 2020, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> I don't think that you would get the fans as down this year just because of the unique circumstances. 
but I could be wrong. What do you all think? I, I think just enjoy whatever baseball you can get. And it's an, it's an exhibition season. It's there. It's hopefully a distraction that's done safely, but you know, we can enjoy a little bit, but, um, you know, everything starts over next year. It's going to be a weird off season. And then you've got labor dispute. It's head. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I wouldn't get too upset if it goes south, but I can understand how people would because there was a lot of excitement, but I just throw the season out in, in your brain. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what I think is if this was, if this was a regular 162 game season and they go out and win 70 games, yeah, people would be down. But I just think the unique circumstances, I don't want to say it gives them a break, but it's more of a hold, if that makes sense, like a pause. I I just want to add, I think that, I mean, the logical person isn't going to get upset about the, the season, but I feel like when teams start to be mathematically out of it, you'll see more players opting out, and that's just going to go all over on some uh, some fans. Well, some fans are idiots. I'm just saying. <laughs> Corey, do you think uh, do you think the fan base would jump ship if they don't make the playoffs in a 60 game season? If it happens, I just feel like it's going to be such a weird summer because we're going to have like you know potentially basketball comes back, hockey comes back, soccer's back, baseball starting up. Like everybody's gonna be talking to NFL because that's the only sport that anybody wants to talk about. And I just feel like you just gotta look at this season as, you know, like he's it's an exhibition. It's a gas leak year. Like it's just, you know, things are gonna happen this season. Like somebody's gonna hit four hundred. Like there are gonna be all kinds of weird things happen if it happens. And I don't think you can get too worked up over sixty games. I mean that's like it's through may like you know you can be excited about your team through may but you would never be like well we're the best team in the world we're the worst team ever so i think you, you just you know. the best team in the world you just described cardinals fans so. <laughs> so. best fans in baseball cali no i think that yeah yeah it's great if you want to be excited about whatever baseball we do get i just don't really think that we're going to get as much as we were hoping well, obviously, we're not going to get as much as we were hoping for. We were hoping for a real season, but this is not going to be a real season. And I don't know if you if you can just take it for what it is at surface value. And either playing some baseball games, but it doesn't really count. It's just a like was already stated, just an exhibition season. Then okay, that's cool. But I don't know at the rate that things are going and the rate that people are dropping out and the teams are not getting test results back and not getting supplies that they were promise they're going to be getting by this point i just i don't know how far we're going to get into it i would be a little bit surprised if we see like one real game this season i think we might see a little bit of warm-up and i think it's going to just drop off after that once there's no test results there's no ppe there's no real set schedule like in itinerary in mind i think that it's just a little bit too up in the air but if we could get that, I mean, yeah, that's great. That's something to definitely celebrate. That's it's fun. It's the first thing to look forward to in months. So I hope that there's some sort of baseball. I'm just, not, I'm just not banking on it whatsoever. So our next question comes from Jonathan Webster. Shout out to Jonathan. He asks, hashtag spring training to Tokyo Drift. Give us your predictions on how many home runs the league leader will hit. 
So you have to think who's going to be the league leader. It's not going to be Joey Gallo in Texas because he tested positive. I'm going to go with somewhere around 22 as the league leader for home runs just because that, that puts them a little over one every three games, one every, what, 12 at-bats or so. I'm going to say 22. Uh, Jimmy, you start off. What do you think is going to be the league, the number, league-leading home run total? I, I, th- I think that's probably right, about the right range. I'd say 20, 24. I mean, the, you think somebody's probably going to get hot, hit maybe four or five games in a row, or go on some type of, probably not like a Sammy Sosa 20 in a month streak or anything like that, but maybe get, I don't know, get a, get on a good run and get the total up a little bit closer to 30 than that. So, Corey? You know, now that I think about it, I feel like, it's going to depend on the baseball. Like I feel like yes. baseball's shady enough that they might go juiced ball for this year since it's not really going to count anyway. So maybe like maybe like somebody pushing thirty, like twenty eight, something like that. But yeah, a lot that, depends on the baseball. That's a good point about the ball. If like you're saying, if it's a juiced ball, who knows? Woo. Yeah, I mean that's. I was thinking the same thing. What's the ball going to do? You also have the weather, right? You're going to be right in the hot thickness of. Uh, of the summer and you know usually you see hitters kind of get a slow start you know you kind of attribute that to the weather this is all different is that really because of that or is it because pitchers kind of got a leg up um I, who knows i mean if, if it's the juice ball i could see mid 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 20s a 25 range but i could also see where hey the guy that's hot and has got 18 with you know 10 games to go all of a sudden gets or, you know, 15 games ago gets COVID and is out, and that's that. So, who knows? Dingers, yeah. though. Let's see some dingers. I'm all about it. Never bunt. Hit dingers. Callie. More the better. I love love the home runs, but uh, no, I kind of agree. If there's a an altered baseball, uh, I, I could definitely see there being upwards of 30, but... I just don't know that we're going to get to that point where you're going to see somebody hitting 30 home runs, having the opportunity to hit 30 before everything is shut back down. So I'll, I'll just say, I don't know, for, for betting, I'm going to say 24. I'd probably take the under at that if you set the line. I'd say, say 24 and a half or something. I think that's very generous, but 24. 24 and a half, sure. For all you degenerate gamblers out there. 24 shout and a half. To, shout out to Pete Rose. Shout out to Pete. Uh, and Wick Terrell from Red Reporter had a question, even though he didn't use the hashtag. Why are the Reds too scared to play Mike Trout this year? Well, <laughs> my, Mike Trout is too scared to play the Reds. Boom. That's right. He's scary enough. Now he's wearing a mask. Yeah, I know. Was he going to be Bane? Yeah. I can't do the Bane voice, but anyway. Shout out to, shout out to Red Reporter. Anyway, Doug Gray. Had a Eat question. Some pizza, Wick. Eat some pizza. Eat some pizza. Oh, get some good. Yeah, get some. Get you, get you some pizza right now. Get you some, like New York style, the big pieces. That's my favorite. I don't like the St. Louis style. That's the big biggest thing. I don't like the the cardboard pizza, and the Chicago style is like pizza casserole. But I like the big floppy slices. Big floppy. I need- somebody to explain to me what st louis pizza is because this is something that i had never heard of until maybe the last couple weeks i've seen it on the twitter 
what the hell is a St. Louis pizza? Because it sounds to me like it is like melted Velveeta and like ground beef on a cracker. And it sounds terrible. I need mm. somebody to tell me it's better than that. That, that sounds about right. It's like a, that's it. It's like a very thin crust. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I hate that city. Fuck St. Louis. Isn't it like your, your school pizza that you get? Like back in the day. School with the big rectangle. The rectangle that, pizza. St. Louis is... No, St. Louis is worse. Uh, it's worse than that. Yeah, <laughs> it's worse than the prison pizza from fucking elementary school. No, don't. I'm not. I'll not hear any dispersions against the school pizza because I used to eat that shit like it was. I mean, I like style, it, but um, it was also like the only pizza I was allowed to eat because it was like at school on Fridays. Like that's not what you should order on purpose and pay real money for. Um, St. Louis pizza is like like think Donatos, but like even thinner crust. Yeah, that's but and way, worse. That's like yeah, well that too. But like <laughs> that's St. Louis pizza, like the thinnest possible, like cracker crust. Like yeah, the exact, exact <laughs> opposite of Chicago style. Well, How and you know, St. Louis cracker. Thing. Yeah, I mean St. Louis doesn't that explain it? I mean, oh, if yeah. the if you're gonna have crackers, you're gonna be in St. Louis. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Doug Gray from RedsMinorLeagues.com and RedLegNation.com had a question. Sometimes podcast guest on, on the Hunt for Inns October podcast. Shout out to Doug. Why do the Angels try to collect all of the fish name baseball players? You got Mike Trout, Mike Fish, and then Whit Terrell jumped in with Mike Carp. Why are the Angels collecting all the fish names? I mean, so, Tim Salmon is the one that Tim Salmon, out to me. yeah, that's true. Angels great, Tim Salmon. Are there any other fish-named players out there that could get? <laughs> so, uh, Johannes Baseball asks, uh, will MLB get a whole season and postseason? We kind of covered that already. But he also asks, who will be the team MVP? I'm going to go on limb and say Nick Castellanos. Uh, Jimmy. I must say, uh, now that he's healthy, Suarez. Uh, woo. Team MVP this year if there's baseball. Fuck. Um, Castellanos has been my guy, obviously, but uh, let's go a little outside the box and say uh, Winker. He's going to go a little off the rails of who's got a face and who's got a face. Offensive months. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Corey. Yeah. Uh, I like Winker. He'd be an interesting choice with the DH in play, um, but I'm going to say Votto. I think he skips his first two months where he's invisible and just jumps right in like this is a regular season, and you know he flirts with 400 in a 60 game season. Why not? So you're saying Votto still bangs? That's what I'm saying. I gotcha, Callie. Team MVP if there's a season. I'm going to say Suarez also. It's going to be Suarez. I think he's going to have a lot of home runs. And also just, you know, he's my MVP. He's my man. Love him. <laughs> uh, Joshua asks a question without the hashtag. What, what's with the people not using the hashtag? Come on. If, if Trout steps away and says no, how many more big-name, financially stable players could you see following him? Um, I think it depends. I mean... Just today, you had Nick Markakis, and yeah, he's not on the level of Mike Trout, but I think if you have a flurry of positive tests in the next week or two, 
yeah, players are going to start sitting out even more. And to the point where there might even be a season because of players sitting out, let alone, you know, owners finally getting it through to their heads that maybe this isn't a good idea. Ha. <laughs> what? What? No, 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 no. Yeah, I think I, think, I, I feel think like the only I, guys who would sit out would be veteran guys who were kind of toward the end of their career anyway, and maybe, you know, just have had enough. Um, you know, I mean, we want to talk, you know, people like to talk like players are all just there for the paycheck, but, you know, a lot of these guys actually do like playing baseball. So I feel like there's not going to be a whole lot of guys unless they've got some other circumstance. You know, they're having kids, they got kids at home, they're worried about that kind of stuff. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I, I think most guys want to play, you know? You know who I could see? And and he's not given any indication that he would. This is just my, you know, wild speculation. I could see somebody like Chris Bryant sitting out because of the Cubs screwing with his service time. And he could just say, okay. I'll sit out and gain a year of service time, and I'm right back to where I was, except for, you know, being a year older thing. I don't know. I think it depends on what's coming in the next week or two, to tell you the truth. I think players that are more financially set are more likely to, obviously. But, yeah, kids. I think Trout's not going to play. I'd be really surprised if he plays. I mean, you could, you're a first-time father. You just know you couldn't pay me enough money to take that risk on. So. Well, I, I think there'll be enough, and I think I think we we handed this earlier too, like short season, and you start, you know, four and eight, or something like that. You're, you're all, like you're on the back end. You're you know you're looking. There's no you're not making that up. Um, and you and you're a well off player. Do you go? Oh, I'm out. You know, I'll, I'll I'll take what I I'll take my whatever's prorated, and I'm gonna call it a year. And honestly, I don't blame any player who wants to sit this out. None. I don't blame any of them. I don't care what league it is, whether it's baseball or NBA or NFL. If a player says, looks at the current situation that we're in with the numbers spiking on COVID cases, and they say, oh, I'm setting this out, I'm like, okay, I'm with you. I agree. Oh, I think that's no different. Anyone, any one person, if they financially could afford to step away from work uh, dealing with the pandemic, would. You know, if if they felt their health or their family's health or the family, you know, any any kind mm-hmm. of situation, I think anybody would. And baseball players, any pro sport athletes, no different. They just have a great Shit likelihood of, of that yeah. being possible. Shit ton know? of money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kelly. No, I actually agree that a lot of the players that are already set and have all kinds of money stacked up, especially from playing the sport, they're probably more likely to sit out. And it's all the guys that are like like we was already said having kids and such like Suarez, like I, I just kind of wonder if like when it's time for that to happen, they kind of change their mind. Like, eh, is this worth it? I don't know. And again, it's like you have already stated in the next couple of weeks, I think that a lot of numbers are going to come out. that are going to change the game and change people's minds. It's just very much up in the air at this point. I, I just don't know for sure that there's even going to be a beginning of the season, but if there is a beginning, I'm just not, confident that there will be an end to it that's not unfortunately just a cancellation but there's definitely going to be a lot more people that we see uh opting out this season just because of the the risk of it It is not worth it to them jimmy yeah i don't have anything incredibly like earth shattering to add it's just i i agree with that what everybody's saying it's (laughs) it's going to be a kind of a player circumstance if you get the get have 
your first time having a kid or financially sound injury, something like that. I think, I think it's just, I don't think there's going to be like just one big day of everybody opting out at the same time. I think it's going to just like trail on and more people go as their situations change. Yeah, it would really put MLB in a bind if players, enough players opt out or they play a game or two and then opt out after that even. Like they get started and then a bunch of players opt out. Well, you're going to have basically AAA teams out there playing, which shout out to the Orioles. Corey, any any additional thoughts? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, it'll be kind of like uh, college football bowl games. You know, at some point in the season, if the you know if they start playing sixty and you get off to a bad start, you know, then it's going to be, you know, where guys guys aren't going to want to play out the string in a sixty game game season when there's a significant risk. Um, you know, you could see guys, especially veteran guys who you know aren't playing for minimum. They're just, you know, like if the Vada, if the Reds go out and they're you know they go. Five and fifteen, you know, is Votto going to walk and say, "I've had enough of this"? You know, guys who have signed a big contract, what what's their their what's their motivation to stick around? Yeah, that's a good also point. on top of that, like, yeah, they're athletes and they're younger and healthier, more likely not to die from this. But there's longer term health issues that could arise, and you're talking just not this year of their career, but future. So is it? Hey, I want to my my team's out of it. Do I want to risk, even though I'm not making a crap ton of money, potential for future earnings for myself to play out this shenanigan of a season, or you know, go home and isolate myself and try to reduce that risk? Right. Because I'm, I might get it, I'll be fine. I'm not going to risk my, you know, it's not going to, you know, kill me, but I can end up with, you know, some kind of chronic lung issue after the fact that just completely kaputs my, you know, kaputs my career and it's mm-hmm. done. So yeah, and anecdotally, that's happened with people like you're saying that their lung function has not fully recovered from it and it may never not to get all Debbie Downer, but I mean, it's reality. So Wick Terrell had another question. Can the virus be transmitted via hit by pitch? And if so, what are the Reds going to do to protect Derek Dietrich from the pirates? Here's my thoughts on this. Reds players. Every time they play St. Louis, have to be within three feet of Yadier Molina when they were taken in at bat. And he hasn't transferred his chlamydia to anybody. So I'm thinking hit by pitch unless somebody hocks all over the ball, which they're not allowed. They're supposed to have the wet rag on their ass. Um, that's a, that's yeah, no, that's real. Baseball does not want anybody spitting on the ball or licking their fingers and touching the ball. Uh, I think they have a better chance of getting VD from Yadier Molina than, COVID from the baseball, but that's just me. And we'll just go on to the next question after that. <laughs> Frank Novak asks, uh, hashtag spring training to Tokyo Drift, what's the over-under on how many games are played before they shut down and try again next year? And we talked about that. If they start the season, then it has to be shut down. If we have some degenerate gambles, gamblers, again, you know, shout out to Pete. What would be the over... If I set the over-under at 29 and a half... Just real quick, everybody, over or under 29 and a half games played, Woo. So are we saying how many games we go before they shut down, or are they saying how many games we play in total? Like, oh, they shut down, start back up. Just shut down and just shut down. Shut till down, 20, shut down. till 2021. Um, shit, I'd probably take the under right now. Corey? Yeah, I'd take the under. Jimmy? 
I take the under. I think once the you get a couple teams traveling back and forth, different locations, that that's just that's just problems waiting to happen. Kelly, under. I'm saying we look at like twelve point five. Gotcha. So, Bill again has a bunch of questions, <laughs> and these are the last few that we're going to ask here. Is the Hunt for Reds October the Tom of podcasts? God damn it, Bill. Uh, if you no, we're better than Tom. Yes, we're better than Tom. And it's proven it's in the ratings. Bill doesn't have to listen if he doesn't want to. No, we want people to listen and give us five I'm just stars. letting Bill know that if Bill doesn't actually like listening, he could quit. But get your friends to listen. Just the uh, if you had to rename the Reds, what would you select? If for some reason somebody said the Reds, I mean, it's it's based on Red Sox, Red Stockings, I mean. Um, they already did that once. Yeah, they were the Red Legs for a while because of the 50s and the Red Scare of Soviets and stuff like that. Cincinnati Conies. Corey, there you go. if you had to rename the Reds, what would it be? And, can, and we're not, you can't use the previous names i guess that right. would be too easy right man i don't know all my teams are colors i would be i would be struggling if i had to have a team that wasn't named after color what about the greens i'm a uh, reds reds browns blue jackets fan so oh, wow you know makes my wardrobe real easy to coordinate so you're not a blues fan even though it's different kind of blues <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying and where are we gonna? Where are you gonna go? The Conies. I like the Conies. I don't know what else you got. The 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 Queens might be a little too far. Uh, I guess you could take back the the Kings or the Royals. That you already got the. You already got the Royals. Yeah. yeah where are you gonna go? There's, I there's I tell a, you where I would go. I would steal from an old hockey team and call it the Cincinnati Stingers. <laughs> Callie's on board with Callie, but. Yeah, I'm kind of on board with that because I've been saying to bring them back for, I don't know, as long as I've been around. So, yeah, bring back Stingers. That means it has to be baseball. That's cool. Jimmy, if you had to rename the Reds, what would it be? I mean, we'd, we want to save some money. I mean, we've already got Gapper. We can be the, the Cincinnati Gappers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you want, you smoking dope. That's actually Bo's next question. How many guests tonight have visited a marijuana dispensary? <laughs> You know, I've actually smoked no dope today. I'm just letting y'all know. Not any. <laughs> anyway. He asked, would Coop wear a thong alongside at EHD Theater, which is Jeremy, if the Reds won yes. the World Series? No, nobody wants to see yes, that. Nobody wants to see yeah. that. All right. They love to wear thongs together at the, Coop, pool. At the, at the local pool. If you could guarantee a World Series win for the Reds in 2020, Coop, would you wear a thong and lead the parade with Jer? Well, here's the thing. Jeremy is what I would call somewhat in shape in that he can wear a thong and not embarrass himself. I would scare little children. I would scare adults. I would scare the elderly. Elderly. I know. That's why this is a good question. And, and we'd get the World Series out of it. Do I get any money out of this though? The Reds win the World Series, and every you get to you get to paint the name of the podcast on your chest. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd have to get some free hats from the Reds first. I would buy you every hat in the team shop. I buy you all hats. If that meant that we were actually going to win a World Series, like good God, just just wear the thong coop. What's wrong with you? 
Well, that means I need, I've got 60 days to work out then, I guess. I mean, it's not going to be over till like, the end of October. So, you know, you've got some time. Yeah, I don't know if you've looked around recently, but no one, no one I'm going to let you in on this secret. Nobody gives a shit. It's all good. You can even tell everybody that they won the World Series because you made this deal. You can take credit for it for the rest of your life. But I'm saying I would be a meme for ages. Based yeah, on my lord ass. And they'd have a World Series trophy for the rest of time. Stop being so goddamn selfish. Just stop <laughs> I bet it. they give you a hat. I, they would have to give me all kinds of hats. And then, yes, fine. The Reds give me a bunch of hats. They win the World Series. Kentucky wins the National Championship. I'll do it. All we want is a yes. I heard yes. <laughs> You got national titles in your lifetime. Come on, Coop. Just just a Reds World Series win. And but not in football. Know. Not in football. Not in football. Oh, God. Come on. Kentucky doesn't even play football. God damn it. Jimmy, schooling. Oh, uh, it's just uh, too much. Hey, I do have to jump off real quick. I got, I got fatherly duties. My wife's at work. So. All right. Got, Thanks for coming got on, a, Jimmy. Got one to take care of. All right. Thanks sorry, a lot. Sorry we went so long. <laughs> no, you're good. good. So that should about wrap up this edition of the podcast then, because we have been going for a while. I do have some uh, slightly breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Woo, go. Yes. Yes. Uh, Many of you may know Mike Rizzo, the other, was it today, yesterday, whatever. Um, uh, GM of the Nationals was talking about how they won't sacrifice player safety and uh, um, the staff and all that stuff because the testing situation, testing supplies weren't there and whatnot. Uh, Rob Manfred thinks that uh, that was insubordination. So, what? good times. What? Yeah. yeah, it's being reported. Uh, he considered Rizzo's statements to be insubordination. So, Mike Rizzo, you know, anonymous source, taking yeah. the initiative to protect the players who they Staff don't, yeah, their families. You know, they don't. I mean, technically, the players don't work for him; they work for the owner. But still, taking the initiative to protect players, their families, and staff. And Rob Manfred's going to call that insubordination? Yep. Jesus. It's off to a solid start, folks. The the, the source yeah. said that the, the commissioner jumped on him for that and considered it insubordination. That's a load of mm-hmm. dookie. Yep. That's Anyways, just, that's that just awful. Yeah. I mean, God, fuck my Rob Manfred. Basically, because at the end of the day, he also said the 2020 season is a risk, and so, sure. I mean, Man, but I'm happy about that. I mean, is he wrong? No. True. No, he's yeah. no, it's true. Yeah, you don't deal with this by, you know, ignoring it, which is kind of what MLB has kind of done to this point. It was all about the money and not about planning out the logistics of this, which is all in their, in their camp at the end of the day, not in the players' camp. Well, that's not the breaking news I was hoping for, but I was hoping for you know like a Francisco Lindor trade or something. But come on, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not that good of a... I mean, it's not that happy of a time right now. We're kind of having some baseball, so... Well, that's depressing. Anyway. <laughs> only, only bringing things up here. <laughs> we'll, go around, we'll go around here and everybody give their final thoughts. Uh, Woo, since you've just been talking, give me your final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts are I hope we get to see some baseball. And uh, just enjoy it. And that's it. Yay. Huzzah. Huzzah. Callie, final thoughts. I hope that there's some kind of a season. 
I would love to see some baseball. I'm just not really going to bank on it. Uh, I'm definitely not going to bank on there being like a whole season by any means. But if there is, then that's great. And I would love to see something that brings me some joy. But I just don't, I don't really see it happening right now. But if it does happen, then fantastic. I'm, I'm here to see some baseball. I love baseball. It's all I've thought about weeks. And the fact that there's very much, uh, pretty much nothing to look forward to is kind of a drag. So uh, I agree with Sean Doolittle when he said that that is like the result of a functioning society is having sports. But, man, I sure do miss it. Sure do miss it. Corey, your final thoughts? I'm just excited to be talking baseball again. So let's hope that against all odds, everything goes right and we get to watch the Reds take the field here in a few weeks and, you know, we get to watch them play some baseball and we get to pretend that the world isn't on fire all around us and we'll just be the ones sitting in the room going, yay, 2020 Reds! Um, so for my final thoughts, first one, give a shout out to Ram at Uncram and, uh, go to the Cincy sports gallery so that, uh, they can continue to sponsor the podcast and wear your mask in the sports gallery as Kelly asked nicely. Everybody just stay safe. Wear a mask. If you're going to go out, wear a mask. If you're going to go to a bar, it's going to be kind of hard to drink in the mask, but don't. Yeah, I would say don't. But if you're going to go wear the mask and find a way to drink through the mask or something, wear the freaking mask. If you're going to like Walmart or something, wear a mask. I mean, Walmart's dirty enough as it is. Do you really want to catch what's coming in there? Think about it. Shout out to Walmart. So for Jimmy, you had to drop off. And Woo and Corey and Callie, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, my.